0: everyone welcome back to the show
1: here we are at episode five of the amazing race and we start out where they're flying to india they're moving from vietnam to india and all the teams are on their way to vietnam
2: all teams are on the same flight
1: all teams are on the same flight it was kind of an equalizer flight so even if somebody had an advantage when they left vietnam uh they are on more equal footing, I'll say, uh, going into India. And they are headed to a place called the Pink City. Mm -hmm. And the Pink City is Pink City because?
2: Of pink bricks on all the buildings.
1: Right. They're flying to India. And we have Garrett and Joel. And they've done a ton of things before in the past. Joel has talked about making crepes before. And they get to India. And when at their first spot that they have to go to they get a clue uh and they have to haul sugarcane up this huge hill this huge uh hill that takes them up to like this palace type area and he had mentioned uh no sorry garrett had mentioned that he has hauled sugarcane before somewhere in South America. I forgot where he said, but he said it he's done it before. So between the two of them, maybe because of all their military experience, they have done a lot of unique things before. And so this probably will help him again. So all the teams get their batch of sugarcane and they are starting to jog if not run up the hill. Uh, but they're finding that they'll get tired very easily
0: and then they and then they slowly go into a walk
1: and then as they're going up they're taking sugarcane up the hill what's what's happening
0: like there are a ton of elephants and um when Liam and Jeremy passed an elephant Liam said i think he really wanted our sugarcane and it was really funny for me
1: yeah they're just walking up this road up this hill again to this palace and They're passing people like you do on a normal street, a a cobblestone type street.
2: And then there's just elephants.
1: And there's just random elephants there that people are kind of walking or riding through um, on that road. And so, again, the elephants somehow pick up that they're hauling sugar cane, probably because they recognize it or smell it or something.
0: They're just trying to take it. The elephants had really pretty face paint on their trunks. Yeah, it was like very ornate.
1: Yeah, it was super colorful and I don't know if it was face paint but it was like what we we would think of as face paint. And the like trunks, elephant face paint. Right, and the trunks were decorated so nicely. Um and so cool and vibrant and colorful and they had huge like flower petal designs and all kinds of really like a cool things.
2: Like mandala thing. kind of.
1: Yeah, almost like that. So they get up to the top of the hill after they take all their sugar canes and they get a clue for a roadblock. And the roadblock is a choreographed dance that's a traditional dance, it seems like, um, that they have to do and perform to move on to the next uh, clue that they have to go to. So they are there. They're doing this traditional dance. And the dance is balancing a set of bowls or pots on your head.
0: These pots and... They used to like fill them with water and take them down. But now it's just like a dance for fun.
1: Yeah, it's more ceremonial mm-hmm. now. Um, and they have to, the traditional way is to balance five or six of these pots that are stacked on top of each other. But they on only head. had to do three. They only had to do three, right. And so the teams had to perform that the whole dance with the pots staying on their head the whole time. And then they, they could get not a clue. touch
2: the pots either. The pots could not fall and they couldn't touch them.
1: And how did the teams do, girls?
0: Anna Lee got it so quickly. She got it on her second try. Corey really struggled. It took him 15 tries to get it. Ashley kind of like she practiced for like what? 5 years. <laughs>
2: She's like,
0: practicing for so long. Yeah, and it like seeing how they edited it, it seemed like Todd's like reaction was like maybe 2 hours that she was practicing. He made it seem, like, really long. Yeah, he yeah. seemed a
1: little impatient with it. Um, and I'm sure when you're waiting, though, it, it probably gets frustrating as a team.
0: Yeah. John,
2: when he did his first attempt, he only went in and started doing it, and he only had one pot on his
0: head.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. He didn't realize he had to do more. Yeah, I remember that. That was no, so No, like, funny.
0: he thought he had three, but he only had one. And he's like, oh, I gotta go get my pots.
1: <laughs>
2: and then uh, he got it on his second try, though. Yeah.
1: So there were some teams that nailed it, like Anna Lee and Steve. Anna Lee did, I should say.
2: Morgan
0: got it pretty
1: fast. Yeah, Morgan got it pretty fast. So there were some uh, some people that really did a good job.
0: And Ashley, like, she practiced a lot. So she got it, like, maybe on her second, third you know, try. No, she got it, like, on her fourth. Fourth.
1: And that helped, though, right? T- spending that time practicing because some of the other teams, like you said, like Corey, was going, like, 15 times.
0: They just jumped
2: in.
1: Yeah, he, he had the look, hardest he time. He looked
2: so stiff when he was, like doing it too. Oh, Liam and Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy, it took him a little while. He had this little serial killer smile on his face (laughs) while he was doing it. That's
1: right, they made a joke. So they they get to the challenge, they do it, and they get a clue from the guy who says they're okay or not. And so once they finish the routine, they get their clue. They have to go to a water reservoir type area um, where they have another clue that will take them to what will eventually be a detour so they go to this reservoir it's kind of neat though it looked almost like a palace i guess or like a castle or something
2: with all the stairs and
1: they had a bunch of stairs going in different directions these sets of stairs going in all kinds of directions around that big pit of water
0: like they go one way and then nope they change it to another way they make like diamond patterns
1: It almost looked like a video game or something. uh, The the way they're all in just different directions. Um, But once they get to the clue box, they get it and they have to go to a, they have a detour. And the detour is all dialed up or the big picture. Mm -hmm. And so this is where a lot of the episode takes place is at the detour. And the all dialed up folks had to build puppets like marionette puppets and perform them. And then the big picture folks had to, they had a painting, um, a big life-size mural, and they had the image of what it's supposed to be. And they had to complete it with three-dimensional parts and also themselves. So they had to dress up and and be included in this mural along with other three-dimensional parts that they would find on property.
2: And the details in between them were so small, like... One of them had like a little pin on his shirt and the other one didn't. And like, how are you gonna find that? there's like six different locations of the spots that you have to get the props from.
1: Yeah, the creators of the challenge um, did a really good job of throwing people off. You had mm-hmm. to pay attention to a lot of details and figure out where those pieces were.
0: In the all dolled up challenge, part of the detour, Stephen Anna Lee did it and Anna Lee um, got her thumb um hammered and she said my thumb hurts so bad I can't even talk right now
1: yeah they had to use a a little hammer and they were kind of with these little tiny nails and they were nailing the cloth or the pieces together of those dolls because the head of it was wood and they would uh, kind of nail the cloth that wrapped around the head and everything into the doll uh to stay in place and so they had to make the marionettes and do you guys remember what teams did what
2: Annalie and Steve did the marionette one, all dolled up. Todd and Ashley did that one. Both of the Franklin siblings did um, the big picture.
0: But Joel and Garrett did the all dolled up.
1: And also, Joe and Ian, they did the big picture also.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrea and Melina and Liam and Jeremy, but Morgan and Lena... They were there for like two hours. They were there for a long time. Yeah. And they switched to the other one. And Robin I feel like they got it pretty quickly. Robin and Chelsea did all dolled up, I think.
1: Uh, no, they did the big picture.
0: Oh, yeah, because um, when the checker guy said no to them, um, Robin was like, hey!
1: Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> the, they did the detour, and the puppets... Seemed to it, it just seemed like it took time, it didn't seem as detailed oriented as yeah. the uh, big picture challenge. And so it seemed like, as long as you stayed the course, then they eventually got through it. I don't think there was a bunch of like retakes or redos on that, it just took time to if get it down. If you got it
2: down, you could do it, you could knock it out. But the big picture one, like you had to keep going back and getting checks for each individual detail and that took a lot longer than I feel like it would make it would take to make a puppet.
1: Yeah, and, and nobody passed it their first time around, right? When yeah. they did a check, nobody did. I don't <laughs> even know if anybody did the first couple times around.
2: I think Greg and John did on like three or four.
1: As they're going through the challenges, of course, they flop back and forth between the two challenges and the different teams that are doing different uh, the different ones. And you can see that Steve and Annalie are really finding their groove Mm -hmm. and they're kind of inching out ahead of people and they're moving pretty fast on these things. And you can see that some of the teams like um, Morgan and Lena and Joe and Ian are starting to struggle on the big picture and they've had to do quite a few takes trying to get the image right and find where the right pieces were. And again, it's just because they were... They were being thrown off by some of the smallest details. Like many of your families, we love to travel. And in addition to our love of the amazing race, we love going to Disney World. With over 30 trips of experience under our belt, we are excited to announce that supporters of the podcast will have access to our special Disney World planning tip worksheets, starting in mid-December. We've done all the homework, so you don't have to. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash thetarpit to support the podcast and start your planning.
2: It looked like most teams struggled with the big picture. So, after they finished their detour, they had to take a rickshaw to a temple, where they where the pit stop was. Evie, what were the standings for this episode?
0: Steve and Anna Lee got first, Greg and John in second, Joel and Garrett got third, Melina and Andrea fourth, Todd and Ashley at fifth, Rob and Corey in sixth, Robin and Chelsea at seventh, Liam and Jeremy in eighth, Morgan and Lena in ninth, and Joe and Ian got eliminated.
1: The next episode will have the mandatory voting U-turn. So they're required to vote to U-turn another team. And nobody knows who everyone is voting for. So if you are voted in, you don't know who voted for you. So this is a really interesting way to line it up because it could be personal or it could be strategic. Mm. Um, I will say, though, that I think that after all of these challenges that Steve and Anna Lee um, probably have a big target on their back because they're kind of cruising through some of these challenges. And it looks like to me like when they're a team, Anna Lee takes charge and delegates and it kind of helps them get through these things pretty quickly, though.
2: I did not expect them to become as strong as they are. Like they don't look like they'd be like a very strong team, but they're coming in first place the last couple episodes and they're knocking out every challenge so fast.
1: Yeah, they're definitely in it to win it. Mm
0: -hmm. I'm nervous.
1: Well, we'll see everybody at the next episode. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. We were sad to see Joe and Ian go this week. Here's a flashback to the interview they did when we first launched the podcast, when everyone was first getting to know them.
2: Hi, Hi. I'm Emma. I'm Evie
1: and I'm Adam. With all the excitement building for season 35, the Tar Pit crew would like to bring you a series of exclusive interviews to meet some of the teams before the season premiere on September 27th.
2: Here's our interview with New Yorkers Joe and Ian. Hope you enjoy.
1: All right. Ready, girls? Okay. All righty. We're here with uh Joe and Ian, one of the teams from season thirty-five coming up. And uh I'm gonna let you guys introduce yourselves if you could and just let us know a little bit about who you are and uh um what we can expect from you guys.
3: Yeah, my, my name's Ian. Um born and raised in Ohio. Um have spent the last seven years in New York City, um, where I met Joe. We started dating shortly after I moved to New York and have been dating and most recently became engaged about what, eight months ago, nine months ago. Oh, nice. And I'm Joe.
4: Um, I have been living in New York City for, I think coming up on 11 years now. Um, I I work in tech. I work for a commercial real estate technology startup. Um, So my professional career in New York City has always kind of hovered around uh commercial real estate and you know that intersection of commercial real estate and technology in the more recent years. Um and then yeah, Ian and I have been together for uh over five years now. Um and as he mentioned, most recently uh got engaged. And that's and we were uh you know engaged when we uh competed on the race. Nice.
1: Congratulations.
0: Um, thank hey. you. It's Evie, um when did you guys decide to be a team and actually go on the amazing race also are you cat people or dog people (laughs)
3: um well similar similar (laughs) to your family this is an amazing race household as well um before we met uh we were both super fans of the show um and it wasn't until um we were locked up in covid that we started to reignite our love for the amazing race. And we actually went back and watched every episode of the amazing race from season one, which was like a fun exercise, as I'm sure you all can relate to um, during COVID and kind of being stuck inside. Um, so, yeah, we were both super fans of the show. And so after COVID, we were like, you know what? We're not getting any younger. Um, we love the show. We're fiercely competitive. So why not throw our, throw our hats in the ring and, and try to get on? Yeah, not
4: only do Ian and I love the show fiercely, but you know, my my immediate family, they also love the show and so there's always been little sprinkles here and there of like, hey, uh, you know, they did this challenge on the Amazing Race, thought it was super cool, you have to check it out, it's like, you know, coming from my mom or something and of course I checked it out. Um, and then in addition to that, you know, Ian and I are very much, you know, adventure travelers and we like to um, fly to exotic places and get off the beaten path and so our friends and family who are familiar with the show would always tell us that we'd be pretty good on it um, and said you know you guys should look into it and one day we
3: actually actioned upon it yeah <laughs> and uh evie we are dog people very much so
0: same
2: <laughs> this is emma and what are your some of you, what are some of your most memorable challenges from past seasons
3: Ooh, I, I enjoyed, um, there was one season where they went to Amsterdam and one of the challenges and and you, you all might remember this. Um, I feel like it was a little iconic, but one of the challenges was, um, they had to get money by performing a dance in Amsterdam. Um, and I, I, yeah, I remember James and James, like, we were like crushing the challenge and then a couple of other teams were like really struggling with like yeah. collecting money from from uh people in the town so is that where they were pouring the drink out of the giant thing because they did that too
4: to get money they had to like sell the drinks
3: this was like a musical oh, like okay. a musical like trailer that they had to like perform at right 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 that was a good
4: challenge yeah, yeah. <laughs> um let's see there there's been so 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 many um one that sticks out in my head was actually it was on the finale so it was actually in the u.s in alaska when they did the whole honestly the entire alaska leg i thought was fascinating they had to you know do like the ice canyon traversing and then they had oh, the yeah um, they were on the plane and they were dropping something to hit a target that was on the ground and mm-hmm. um,
3: oh. I, I, was that Derek and Claire season? Yeah. Believe, uh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. And then they had to like snorkel or scuba dive at the very, very end, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that
4: whole that whole aspect like, leg. It was just very kind of adventury, outdoors adventure, Um I loved it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Nice. So, um, a lot of the teams bring different talents and skills that they have in their daily life to challenges. And, um, I had said on a previous episode that, um, the two military brothers, I think it was Marcus and what Michael. was it? Michael, that's right. Um, that they were used to being stationed in Europe and were familiar with maps and, and road signs in Europe. Uh, so they had a little bit of an easier time, I think, navigating some of the other teams. Are there any skills or talents that you guys, uh, felt you brought to the challenges that helped you out.
4: I'll I'll actually speak for Ian on this one. Um when, when I first met Ian, well, this um, should be interesting. And we started dating. Um he introduced me into this wild world of flights and the the intricacies of, you know, connections and uh all the different airline alliances and partners and codes all these things, the whole world of that, right? And um, going into the race, uh, we were so excited that um, regular commercial flying was was coming back uh, to the show because we thought um, going into the race that that would be a pretty significant advantage for us, especially because Ian's familiarity with all of the intricacies that go into flying and especially international flying. Yeah, right? Knowing that we were going to find ourselves probably in um, some, you know, random travel agency in a random foreign city and being able to handle and navigate that scenario um, efficiently uh, and and being able to keep your cool during that. uh, I thought that was a pretty good advantage for us collectively.
3: Yeah, I think like deciding between like connecting flights, like which which connection are we going to take? What city is it through? Like, does that city have delays typically? So, I think there was a little bit of that knowledge that that came into play when we were when we were on the race. Mm-hmm. Um, that was beneficial for us for sure. Nice.
0: Um, it's Evie. What kinds of things did you guys do to prepare for the race? Please tell me you learned how to drive a stick shift.
3: <laughs> well, I knew how to drive a stick shift, but one of us did not. So. Uh, on all of our previous international
4: <laughs> trips, I had the luxury of sitting in the passenger seat, not having to worry about driving the car.
3: Yeah, and I still drive the car on international cities where appropriate. <laughs> Joe did learn how to drive a stick um, in the event that for some reason I couldn't drive. He could grind his way to first, second, and third gear. Cut to me
4: and Ian in the middle of Pennsylvania, somewhere on our way to DC in what a Mini
3: Cooper? Yeah, we rented, we went on Toro and we rented a Mini Cooper because it was the only thing in the greater New York area that had a stick shift. <laughs> um, and we drove from Philadelphia to or sorry, drove from New York, York to Philadelphia, okay. yeah. um, teaching Joe how to drive a stick and then also um we left our cell phones at home we left our laptops at home we took no electronics with us and we went on a scavenger hunt in Philly with without the use of any electronics and we relied on people to help us navigate and also a physical map that we bought on Amazon yeah. so <laughs> um that's kind of how we prepared for the race i will say that getting on the race it was a bit bit different because when you're in Thailand or when you're in Korea or wherever the race puts you um isn't always english uh readily available. So, um we prepared as best we could. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know,
4: I got to the point even though I was just doing circles around a random hotel parking lot, but I got to the point where I felt confident that I can get from point A to point B wherever the race needed me to get to um in the event that I needed to. Uh, I learned it though the plan was always that Ian would still operate the car <laughs> on the race.
1: <laughs> Nice. That sounds like a good plan. Um what are some of the things or excuses that you used for friends and family uh when you were told that you were going to be on the show but you couldn't tell anybody what you were doing or why?
4: Um
3: that's a good question. Uh we <laughs> we kept it pretty tight-lipped. We didn't even tell people we were leaving except for our like immediate family, um which definitely helped that cause. Yeah, I will say it It was probably easier
4: for us compared to all the other teams because that's kind of the Joe and Ian MO is to sort of drop off the grid a little bit. I mean, you know, we've been even most recently we're in um, the Azores in Portugal and we the place we were staying was a, a very uncommon island in that island cluster and then an uncommon place on that uncommon island. So we're always very remote, off the beaten path. So off the grid, yeah. Off the grid. So the fact that we were disappearing for, you know, a month wasn't the craziest thing to our, you know, immediate family and friends. Yeah, and our friend group, yeah. <laughs>
0: um. Hey, it's Evie. Um. Will you guys come back on the show to talk about um season 35 after your last episode airs?
4: yeah definitely sure we would we would love to be
0: cool
2: this is Emma and how can fans keep up with you do you have any social media or any projects that you want them to know about
3: yeah, yeah we're both on Instagram yep um, that's probably the best way we're pretty active on Instagram yep Um, I don't even know my handle I do <laughs> of course <laughs> so
4: this is Joe my handle is at Joe Mosk J-O-E-M-O-S-K A little portion of my last name Um, and Ian's is at Ian underscore a underscore wanderer. There we go.
1: (laughs) Nice. Thanks guys. So, um, thanks for this and we really appreciate your time and you guys have a train to catch, right?
3: We do. do. Yeah. 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 So I was
1: trying to to make sure we weren't too long. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Sounds
3: good. Sounds good. Thanks for having us. Bye.
1: Thanks. Have a good day. Bye. So Evie, what did you think?
0: I really liked meeting Joe and Ian. They seem really nice, and I love that they're dog people.
1: Yeah, I bet our dog loved hearing that too. Yeah.
0: Um, I wish that they could spend more time with us, and after their last episode airs, then they can come back.
1: That would be nice. Hopefully they can, and they won't have to catch train that time, and they'll be able to chat more with us.
0: Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Bye.